you were created to hear. You were created to hear God. Tuesday, time for a word from the word. I probably should do more of these, but I want to look with you today out of Galatians. It's going to be like a four part series. This is Galatians chapter five. And if you spend any time in church, I'm sure you're, I'm sure you've heard this. It's a pretty familiar passage, um, beginning at verse 16 of chapter five and, uh, probably going to glance at verse 16 and look at verse 22. I want to talk to you today just briefly about um, hearing the Holy Spirit. You were created to hear. You were created to hear God. And let me qualify. Not just created to hear God as a Christian. Um, as a human being, you were created to hear. No one just decides to become a Christian. No one just decides to follow God. Um, conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. John chapter uh, 16, uh, I think verses like um, 5 through 10 is, is in that little section right there where he's talking about how the Holy Spirit speaks to the world and how the Holy Spirit speaks to sons and daughters of God. They're very different, but everyone can hear. In fact, I say it like this oftentimes at churches. I ask the question, have you ever been tempted from the, from the enemy? Have you ever been tempted by the demonic? Everybody's been tempted. And so obviously everybody's like, yeah, I've been tempted. And I, then I say, well, if you, if you can hear the demonic, you can hear the Holy Spirit. You were created to spiritually hear. We weren't just created to physically hear. You were created to spiritually hear. In fact, if you think about that, like sometimes when I'm at the store, Kroger, Walmart, the mall, whatever, and I'm walking through airports big time, um, I can hear all kinds of stuff going on. It's created to hear physically conversations, you know, that's kind of the, the background noise physically. Well, you realize whether you, whether you realize it or not, you are hearing spiritual as well. There's spiritual things going like Paul says, test the spirits. Not every thought that comes into your mind is yours. In fact, Paul says, I take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Why? Because I don't know. I don't know all the voices that are coming in my head. Um, you know, unless I test them, I don't know where they come from. So here's what I want to cover just really quickly in this one. The first out of the gate in this created to hear little mini series. And it, it, it's, it's super significant. And, and I probably should just, the reason I'm finding it's super significant. I meet people all the time. I do. I meet people all the time who say things like, yeah, I mean, I just, I really heard God say this to me and then they'll, they'll explain. And as I'm sitting there listening, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I don't think that was from God. I don't think he would, he would talk to you that way. I was talking with a woman recently at a church and this is literally what she said. She was like, yeah, I just, I just, I just really felt convicted by the Lord. If, if I would have just been a better mother, my kids would follow Jesus. And I'm like, um, first off, that's not from the Holy Spirit. That, that's just not from God. I mean, God would not come to you and say, if you were a better mom, listen, if you were a better dad, your kids would love me. Like, like seriously, that, that's not from the Holy Spirit. That is, that's accusation. That's, that's accusatory. The Holy Spirit does not speak that way. So let's cover this quickly. Um, there are, you, you need to be able to discern you were created to hear and you were created to hear the Holy Spirit. You hear physically and you can hear spiritually. Okay. The, the challenge is 
what come what what voices you know what voice is the holy spirit and then are there other voices that you know you know how many are there and and how how are they different from the holy spirit that's that's the way we'd want to say that what voices are they there's the voice of the holy spirit and if there's other voices how do they differ okay i found biblically uh just in the new testament alone and there are four different voices. And that intrigued me because Paul says, we take captive every thought, you know, and, 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 you know, we test the spirits and, you know, uh, any challenges people on letters that come and what, what you're, what you're listening to, what, what teaching you're embracing. And like hearing is really significant for the Christians. So there's all kinds of teaching on it. So there are basically four voices and we, and we get at it here in Galatians. He goes over this with the church in Galatians, but these four voices are these, the first voice that I found in the new Testament um, that's, that's prominent is, is my own voice. Um, and it's an old Testament, new Testament, you know, we say things in our heart, we say things to us, you know, um, Psalm 53 is one that's not new Testament, but you know, the fool or, or, or the fool says in his heart, I don't believe in God. Okay. So you have your own voice. I mean, and I don't know if you, I don't know if you talk to yourself, but I do. So there's, there's your own voice. Okay. That's one voice and, and, uh, that, that you hear. Okay. Your own voice. Uh, the second voice is the voice of other people. Um, in, in John chapter five, Jesus says, whoever hears my voice. Okay. So as a human being speaking to other human beings in the new Testament, you, you have not only your voice to contend with, but you have other people's voices. So that's the physical realm our voice and other people's voices. But then you get into the New Testament and then there, you know, there's a description of spiritual voices. Okay. So there's the demonic voice. We are tempted. We are confronted by the enemy. Jesus was tempted. The disciples were tempted all throughout the New Testament. There's teaching on temptation. We're to test the spirits to make sure. Okay. So there's the demonic voice. That's a spiritual voice. And then the fourth, the fourth voice that I find in the New Testament is the voice of God. It's the Holy Spirit who lives within you. Those are the four voices. What I want to just cover quickly is the difference between the Holy Spirit's voice and those other voices. The other voices. Even the demonic voice is not always going to sound bad, but is it the Holy Spirit's voice? Obviously, the first way, and this is just fundamental, the first way to discern the voice of God is his word. God will never speak in contradiction to his word, period. The early church called the scriptures the rule or standard. If you want to hear God speak, get in the word. If you want to pray a prayer that God wants to answer, pray scripture about yourself. You want to talk about yourself in a way that God will talk about yourself the way the scriptures talk about you. Like you're wonderfully and beautifully made your identity in Christ. You're a son of God. You're a daughter of God. You are seated in, you know, in Christ in the heavenly realms. You are, you are spiritual royalty. These are things that scripture says about you. And so this is the final authority. Like this is the, the most basic way to understand God speaking, but you also have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. I love this. Why I love Galatians chapter five, beginning at verse 16. This is what Paul says. Paul says, so I say, live by the spirit spirit. It would have been very easy for Paul to say, live by the scriptures. And that's, that's, Hey, the scriptures are super significant. He quotes the scriptures. It's the fundamental, like, you know, the scriptures are never going to, um, the spirit's never going to speak in contradiction to the, to, to the scriptures. It's never going to contradict the word, but the scriptures reveal what a spirit source person looks like and reveals how a spirit source person is hearing. 
Okay. So what Paul says here, as he's writing to the church in Galatia, he says, listen, live by the spirit and you're not going to go astray. You're not going to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. And then he goes on to say, by the way, the sinful nature is contrary to the Holy Spirit. Now, here's the way he talks about an identifying factor of the Holy Spirit in verse 19. Uh, well, actually, that's the sinful nature. Verse 22, he says, the fruit of the Spirit. This is literally when the Spirit is speaking, this is how he's identified. This is his fruit. Like you can identify a peach tree, you see peaches. An apple tree, you see apples. You're going to be able to identify the Holy Spirit with these, with these, you know, these fruit, this fruit. He says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's the fruit of the Spirit. Like when he speaks, it's not just what's going to be displayed in our life, which is from the Holy Spirit. Like that's who he is. Like he he produces calm. He produces peace. He produces joy. He does not produce fear. There's a spirit, a demonic spirit of fear. He doesn't produce anxiety. He doesn't produce self-hatred, bitterness. That's, that's not the Holy Spirit. That's all. Listen to the fruit of the sinful nature. And the sinful nature and the demonic nature obviously are very similar. Listen to this. And back in verse 19, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, je discord jealousy, fits of rage, selfish. That's, that's not the Holy Spirit. And if you've ever been in a church service before where God just settles on the place and you just, people walk out of there and go, oh man, he spoke to me. That's, this is how he speaks. So you can discern the difference. Paul says, test the spirits. You, you were created to hear physically, but you were also created to hear spiritually and how you can discern the difference between God's voice and every other voice in your life is he has a certain I talk about it like he has a certain smell about him. It's just love. It's joy when his presence rests upon you. And it's always consistent with his word. It's always consistent with his word. And that's that's just super significant to cover. And I, I want to talk about this over three or four uh, different, you know, little, these little teaching times. Because um, Jesus, him, I mean, this is really key. Jesus speaks to his disciples saying things like, words are going to be given to you. Don't worry about what you're going to say. The Spirit's going to lead you. The Spirit is going to guide you. Um, you know, it wasn't like the early church just walked around with their NIV study Bibles. Okay. Now there was scripture being handled by the apostles and teaching to groups of people. But the average person living as a child of God in the first century was guided by the Spirit. They can hear the Holy Spirit. They could hear the Holy Spirit. They're being led by the Holy Spirit. And so can you. And he is, he's faithful. He lives in your body. And you have to be able to, you have to be able to walk with him and hear him speak as he leads you. And he's equipped you to do so. John chapter 10, my sheep know my voice. Okay. God literally lives in our body. And so I want to encourage you today that um, if you have any feelings of anxiety and fear and self-hatred, just look at the fruit. That is not the Holy Spirit. He loves you and he speaks accordingly. So hope that helps today.